Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Recording the intro on my phone, we recorded this episode in a studio, which was actually always a bucket list item of mine, so thank you, Aaron, for uh, helping me achieve that. So what a great episode. So Aaron and I used to work together. She's been, she passed guests, so she was on, she was the last interview I did before Felicity was born, uh, over a year ago, and... You can check that episode out if you're interested. It was me, her, and uh, our friend Nikolai. And it was just really fun to see an old friend and catch up. And Aaron and I, the conversation you're about to hear is literally how we would talk at work. Like, we would just sit down and I could talk to that girl for, uh, we would just talk for hours about all different stuff. Like, um, we were just very, always of what's going on in the, whole, the culture and politics and always, always stuff we were very fascinated by. And um, she always had a very different view. She had a different viewpoint. And I always really enjoyed it and appreciated it. So it's a fun episode. I noticed when I listened back that I was talking so fast. That was only because I was just super excited. Um, yeah, so I, I, like I said this in the episode, but I I remember we'd be at work and I work at this, we work for this mental health agency and Aaron would, we'd all be sitting down hanging out or whatever, having lunch and Aaron would like map out her like goals or her life of like, I'm going to do this, do this, do this, do this. And literally now it's been like a couple of years since we talked. She's literally done all of those things. And all of us were always so surprised because the stuff that she was talking about was never involved with the actual job we were doing. She's like, I'm going to build a brand and start a podcast and become do modeling and all this other crazy. She was going to network events and now she's, uh, she's doing it all. Uh, if you're local, you could check her out. On 89.9 FM on The Juice. She's got a radio, radio show, Business of Soul Searching. Uh, it's really great. I've listened to it. Uh, just ton of fun. You can check her out on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Business of Soul Searching. That's the brand. And just really fun chat. So uh, anyway, you can find me on all the things at Let's Chat Podcast. At Let's Chat Podcast. And I should give a shout out. I forgot to do this the last episode to my good buddy, uh, Ed. Um, he had me on his podcast, Unaired, which is a podcast about shows that go one season or under. And I talked about one of my favorite animated cartoons called God, the Devil, and Bob. So thank you to Ed. And stay tuned. If things plan out, August guests should be pretty nuts. Um, let's get to it. with Nikolai. It was a while ago. It was when she had her she had her puppy, right? She had her puppy. It was in her office. It was like Marchish. No, yeah, no it, it was, wasn't. Because you were the last interview I did before Felicity was born. But that was not this past March. No, it was, was the March prior. Wow, time flies. We're going to look up and be 60. <laughs> We're going to blink yeah, and yeah. be 60 years old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was weak. I, I feel like I lost touch. So I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really seen you because we used to work together. And then, um, yeah. Man, did you know, did I, I ever left. tell you what happened with the whole Felicity story? No. Yeah, we had like why, a really, happened? really traumatic birth. That's why I disappeared. Oh, for a year. oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only heard bits and pieces, and yeah. um, you had, you guys had done a podcast on it, right? An episode. We were Ghana, and then I had PTSD oh, no. and never did it. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah, so we had like a real. She had a, Victoria had a very traumatic birth, not me because I didn't give birth. 
Yeah, but, uh, but you're then, still an important part, and you love yeah, her, yeah, yeah. so, like... And then, like, it was just, everything went wrong. They had, like, a year after she was born where everything in life could go wrong on top of that. Like, what? A, well, like, you, yeah. if you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, or just giving me the highlights, because yeah, I haven't seen you. Uh, so, the day she was born, I'll give the rundown story, because now I've been doing therapy. Of course. It's the best. Please. Good. Uh, she got preeclampsia. She went to the hospital. Two, took two days. And then she got a C-section. And that was just annoying two days. It was a hard two days. And then she had, shortly after her surgery, after the birth, had a postpartum hemorrhaging. And this is after, you know, within like 30 minutes after. She was having surgery yep. like an hour after a C-section. Mm-hmm. And then had two more the same day on top of that. So four in total. And she almost bled to death. Oh so there gosh. was like a good part of the day where I was like in the NICU with Felicity. And I didn't know if Victoria, she had gone from women infants to Rhode Island, which anyone who's listened to this, uh, they're connected. Yeah. But, you know, we there's a difference. Yeah. There's a da- drastic uh, difference. I called over to the hospital. They're like, we don't have her on file, but she's getting surgery. There's no emergency contact. I'm like, I have no one to talk to. So there was a good portion of the day where I didn't know if she was <sighs> alive or dead. And not like just that, like hyperbolic, is she dead? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, doctors you don't know even where to find to get to her. <laughs> so she makes it. She survives, obviously, which is wonderful. But like, yeah, uh, and then what happened? Then like she had to get her gallbladder taken out. Uh, maybe months later, then uh, my mother-in-law broke her arm on my stairs. Wow. Got broken into like just, what? Yeah, like everything in like a year period that can go wrong in one month a year happened, and then she had some postpartum depression at some point. I mean, I <laughs> would think <laughs> yeah. because. And then just, yeah, oh, then she had yeah, another surgery. I'm tied to like years up. Uh, anniversary so it was just like this weird year i just almost i almost quit the podcast completely yeah i was just like don't i got off social media i was just like it's hard to produce content when you have so much going on in your life right and care and um yeah we both work in the field and i was like i never understood depression because it's always supposed to be sad because i thought i was happy but i it's it's it, for me it was fine not finding interest in things i once cared about like i like correct Facebook, i like twitter that's a I huge liked, part doing podcasting shit. i love podcasting. a lot that was one of your passion. favorite you got me hooked on podcasting yeah. and then just like just stopped everything we were supposed to set one up on one of these like, for a oh yes year. yep and then i was just like oh, i'm not doing it anymore so it, it's been a few months where i kind of got back and um therapy is wonderful if anyone's listening mm-hmm. oh then i had a great therapist and then our uh insurance changed <laughs> so i lost my therapist and then i saw two uh, more that i didn't like that's horrible and then i found this um edmr therapist which I've been doing. That's like, well, it was new a year ago when I was in school, it's but insane. it's still newer. It's insane. It's is the it? Most amazing Wait, is eye something motion res? No. Desensitization rapid movement. Yeah, eye something like that. Desensitization rapid movement. So you do what? What do they do with you? Well, so the first time I went in, the guy I work with at Wellness Rhode Island was like, "Well, you've already gone to therapy. He's like, do you want to try it the first time?" So the first time I did, it's like you have these like flashing lights that you follow with your eyes. And the, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And then, like you walk through the trauma because like I was having like flashbacks, like legit, like Ugh. all that stuff. Was it I, all your wife's? Was it all about Felicity and your wife? Yeah, was that it day. that? Like obviously everything else sucked, but like that happened afterwards. But that yeah. was like really the that was the thing, I and did. that really started off. Yeah, that would be the thing. I'd be driving in my car, and then I would just come to and don't remember five minutes, and I'm crying for some reason, wow. and being like. Because, like, trauma, it's like you said, it's a stamp in your brain. Yeah. So it's like you actually just reliving your worst moments of your life. Oh, like, literally. Like, it's outer body. Like At any time. You remember the color. You remember the smell. Like, you're just reliving these outer body moments. And so he's basically walked me through that. And this first time. 
and he's like, tell me the color of the floor. Tell me this. Tell me everything you remember. And I'm following this light with my eyes, like left to right, left to right, left to right. And all of a sudden, he's like, you do the whole thing, and he guides you. It's really, it's interesting. I'm not explaining it very well. No, no, no. I'm, I'm understand. It's well, it's coming back to me because I did yeah. learn it. Um, but. Did you feel like it was going to be foo-foo shoo-shoo, which is to take Nikolai's term, um, but do you feel like it was going to be like... didn't know what it was because okay. I didn't even know I was signing up for EDMR. Oh. I just called this place. It's like, I need a therapist. And who's you have available? I'll take him. Cool. <laughs> because it was, it was... It was just available and I had a few months of gap and I wasn't doing well. And like, it all went away. Like, I'm not wow. even kidding. Like, it just all left me. So much so, I probably won't. Our mutual friends that we know... Um, Peter Will is now doing EDMR. Oh, yes. He's had much more severe trauma than I ever had. Wow. Well, and I were, <laughs> yeah. he's told stories and yeah, he's yeah, had yeah. a, he's had a crazy life. Yeah. Not even lifestyle. And, uh, just so crazy it's life. just crazy. So now we do this weird thing where like, he calls it, he's like, my therapist is weird. He's awesome dude, but it's, um, uh, you, every human's born with seven emotions. Okay. And now he's like, we're going to go through each one and kind of readjust the, He calls it readjusting the dials. He's like, we're all born with seven and then through life fucks you up. He says that. He literally says fuck wow. you up. And they go out of whack. And then um, it, uh, this is kind of, he says, it's like, go into a grocery store and fear is very loud in your life. We're just going to dial the fear down. We're going to dial the anxiety down. We're going to dial down. Interesting. So it's really weird. So like last time I was there, we were like, holding these two things that vibrate in one hand to the other and I picture like an emotion as a physical object. Yeah. And then you watch it. Yep, yep. It's really weird. Wow. That's enough about me. I was going <laughs> to say, well, it's it's interesting you you bring up therapy because I, I've been wanting to, um, you know, get back into therapy. I've seen quite a few. Well, I shouldn't say quite a few. I've had like five different therapists in my life. Um, I've had family therapists when I was in high school that went, tragically like it was like the it was like a person being like well like taking out a book and being like well this book says that this is what's gonna work with you and we're gonna go buy the book and I'm like but I'm a human yeah I'm 17 years old I'm entitled to my emotions all that so it was just that conflict but um I wanted to get back into therapy um, I am 27, to, uh, soon to be 28. I'm married. I'm a woman of color and I don't really have a lot of people that are like me to talk to about that. Cause there's like issues that I have, you know, whether it's with my husband or just, just relating, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I'm sure you can understand yeah. that. It's like, who do I talk to? And it's like talking to certain people, like they've never been married at this age. So they're kind of like, yo, you're mad at him, da 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 And I'm like, well, marriage isn't just like you get up and you get, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's different. It's, it's just a whole, it's it's work. It's a long-term relationship. Um, and also, meanwhile, I'm, while I'm working with him, I'm trying to work on myself because yeah. I'm not even 30 yet. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still growing into my womanhood. Um, and there are things that come back from my, you know, previous life or lifestyle, um, you know, that just pop up. Like, yeah. I'll just be anywhere. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I forgot that this even happened. And I went through this. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just <laughs> yes. like, I can't even believe that, like, I lived, you know, like for uh, recently, if you don't, it's not a long story. I no, it's your, you this know, is your yeah, yeah. We're here for you. So thank you. So, um. So I recently was thinking about um, 
and and all of these like stories and just crazy lifestyle is really what led to my podcast. I was just like, I have so much wisdom from just living and meeting so many different people, making so many mistakes. That's my huge, huge thing. I've made so many mistakes. Some of them have been like so horrifically embarrassing. Um, but this one story I was remembering, um, I was dating someone and um, this was years and years ago. I was like 18, 19. And... Oh yeah, it was a good okay, show. okay. We're just it looks great. Like, cool. You're like, oh, like, like, yeah, you're so funny. <laughs> um, so long story short, I was dating someone. Um, I so I for people that first of all, my name's Aaron. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am. Um, I grew up in the suburbs, and people feel like you know, the suburbs is like nice and it is super nice, but there's also a lot of access to um, drugs and just a lot of different things mm -hmm. that you really don't want your 16, 17, 15, 14 year old getting into, but um, people have the money to get it, to, to you know, uh, come across it. And so um, I was dating someone and he, I'm like, can I even say this? So he was addicted to heroin. I don't think I even told you this, but no, um, so he was addicted to heroin. And at the age of I, I feel like it was like my it was I feel like it was my second semester. So in freshman year, so I had to have been 18. Yes. So um, he like so he was addicted to heroin and I didn't know because like if you're not familiar with addiction you don't you just you don't so there's a lot of addiction that runs through my family but that mm. family is like down south so I don't see them I don't I don't really see all that yeah. um and this is before I came into the field that we both work in now and so the signs were there you know he would pull it out in front of me he would do it in front of me wow. and I didn't and he was like, yeah, it's not like I'm like shooting up, you know, I'm just doing it this way and I only do it certain times. I don't sell it. All of that was lies. <laughs> yep. Right. And so um, and, you know, I really adored this person. We really got along. And um, long story short, him and I had gotten into an argument at a party. We left. It was me, him and another person was in the back seat. I was in the front seat. And um, he was driving his mother's car and we were going down uh, this um, windy road, which is quite a few of them in Smithfield where mm. I'm from. And it was icy out. And so he's like clearly not in the right state of mind. So it's like him. And I mean, like he had done that and he had done like a, a few like quite a few other different things mixing. But his tolerance was high or so I thought. And so he's like flipping out at me about something and uh, I'm just trying to calm him down because I'm like, why are you getting upset? And I realized the car is going faster and faster. And he's like, as he's getting upset, he's like speeding. And I'm just like, I can't even understand what's happening right now. And so um, he's speeding, he's speeding. And I realized that I just like lose him and he just goes completely just like blank face like mm. he's he's his eyes are just locked like I lost him and I'm like okay so I decide to jump I unbuckle my belt um and we were kind of sliding anyways and then when I felt like I lost him I was like all right he could definitely flip this car and like I can't be in the front seat yeah so I go to the back I I buckle my seat um the car it doesn't flip over but um 
we slid, I think, around, and then the passenger side, uh, it hit on that side, like on the cement, and then flipped back. Um, and so, and I, long story short, I left him, obviously. <laughs> uh, long story short, um, the people that towed it, they told um, the other guy that was in the car that um, had I been sitting in that sea, I might not have made it. Oh and so, God. like, because it knocked out, it knocked out the whole window, like it, yeah. not, you know what I mean, and that would have been all in my face. So, um, so I don't know why I jumped in the back seat, but it was just one of those reasons. Mm. I mean, it was just one of those like primal instincts that was like, this is not safe right now. You should go to the back. Do your parents know about this? Um, I don't know. I think I, I don't know if I told them. I don't care who knows by now. I just didn't want to say names because there's heroin no, no, involved like, and I don't want to. No, but um, I mean, who hasn't done dumb shit? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, for it's sure. It's weird where we get, we can look back at our lives where like you could have done A, B or C and it could have gone this way. True. That's terrifying. It's crazy. And I was just like, okay. And I just like started ignoring him and he's actually a really nice kid. Um, but I felt like we weren't good Mm-hmm. We, I, I felt like he wasn't in a healthy place to have me. A relationship. So I, exactly. I was like, you, clearly this drug is taking over you. Um, he's married now. We've seen each other since. He's apologized. Like, you know what I mean? It's just he's like, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't do that anymore. I don't do psychedelics anymore. I just That's smoke great. weed. And, um, and I'm happy for him. But <clears throat> it was crazy. Like, I was just like, and that's not even, like, the worst person I've dated. Like, I've had some, I've had some people that, like, like, I dated someone that was bipolar, and this is before I even knew what bipolar was, and that was just horrible. It was really So, this is interesting, because I want to back from the beginning. Yeah, please. So, you're from, I know you're from Southfield, you grew up in the Burbs. Correct. And your family is from the South? Yes. So, my mom's from Georgia, my dad's from Arkansas, um, that my, Arkansas is more like, um, how do I say this, um, country. So, that side is like country, religious, and then my mom's side. Baptist, right? Is that my right? Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, it's so interesting. So, like, you're someone who's like. Growing up with this like Southern Baptist family, which is really hardcore. Yeah. They're but really in about it. New England, correct. In Smithfield, and then you're like a you're a black woman. Yeah, yeah. And from what I understand of your life, you're also someone who had to also simultaneously occupy white spaces. Exactly. So like I think that just puts you in such a, a place where you could probably like um what, did you ever say from the party where you could live like the double life. You do. You, you can flip from back and forth. Like you can probably like we're like off for Elmwood, sure, which is where I li- we live or used to live. Yeah. Like, you can oh, you can flow you. through like this area fine, but then you can go to the suburbs. Do you have a white voice? Well, and, and it's funny because <laughs> well, actually. This, is, this is why this is I think this is what people. So at least a lot of people of color uh, will feel like this is my white voice. Like I'm trying to talk white and I'm like, this yeah. is just how I talk. And there was a meme. Um, I wish I'd posted it, but really, at least um, people in the black community feel like people that talk the way that I talk that we're trying to act a certain way yeah. and that we're trying to do something. And I'm like, really? Like, this is, this is just how I talk. And, um, it's like, they're saying that intelligence is only for white people. You've probably seen this meme. No, but Cause it's, it's like, it's not, it's like, yeah. I'm articulating my point and mm. that, you know, I'm not trying to be anyone other than me. This is just yeah. how I talk. And yes, it's helped me get, jobs it's helped me get promotions it's helped me i mean i can't even remember the last job that i've been denied 
yeah. because I have how I carry myself. And yeah, but um, look where you grew up too. Like you didn't grow true. up like in exactly. The, so you have a southern accent. Exactly, you grew up exactly. In Rhode Island or, Same. No, it, yeah, it, that's it's how so people. Yeah, but it's 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 um it's a balance. Um, and Tanya Dowdy, who we used to work with, who I adore. Yeah, um, she was one of my favorite people. I love, love, I will always love her. Oh my God, their baby, I can't. Let me oh, not get started. so cute. I can't. <laughs> you know, she was telling me this She's story. She's so cute. Uh, so her and I live in the same lived in the same neighborhood, but I think separately. Yep. We never lived there at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lived in the same street. And I don't know why I ever talked about this, but so if, this is a shitty thing. So I live in like off of Elmwood Avenue, but it's a very nice street. Yep. So like when we moved into this apartment that we rent- yeah, um, I remember someone's like, "Oh, it's so great." Someone like walked by and was like, "Our landlord bought it and redid this old." Cr- it was a crack house that had she had bought and redone. It was actually owned by okay. some mobster, but beautiful home. It's it's wonderful, <laughs> right? But like, um, just my existence in this multicultural area will be viewed as I'm helping the neighborhood get better. See, but uh, I forget Tanya, what they call it, but yeah, yeah, uh, gentrification. Yeah, Tanya yep. and Troy live there, both making more money than Victoria or I did. And because uh, she was my supervisor, yeah, even at time she was just making. They both and her husband or now husband paid more money. We were there at several times. Um, I never talk. I just think like if I'm walking down the street, just the perception is, oh look, he's making this neighborhood better. Yeah, and then like someone hipster. would see Tanya and Troy walking around, and they live there. It would just be like, oh, it's a poor neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even it's need to use that specific example. But, it's true, but it's not. But which is weird is because they had more money than I did. It's true, but people go by face value. Yeah, it's just not and fair. and they assume that people of color don't have money and like. That's what we're taught. There's some people that true, and there's some people that I'm just like, you'd be surprised. There's some people of color out here that have wealth, like yeah. they have security, like they know. Yeah. Like my mom, for example, like my mom knows how to save. Yeah. And like she, you know what I mean? She'll just come up with a thousand dollars. And I'm like, how do you even like you're retired? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, how do you even have? And she just stacks and stacks yeah. and stacks and stacks. And then if there's ever an emergency, she's good. Um, but you yeah. never know that. And then there's people who you perceive as wealthy who have nothing. Who have nothing. Like they don't have any cash. <laughs> because on they're home. wearing all of it in chains and, and cars and nice clothes. Car and, and it's like all of that depreciates. Cash poor. It's true. But like it's, it, 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 it's funny. I remember like Tani would always talk about like we would be at work and even before you were out there, it was a little more tense at mm-hmm. this position. I'm she still there now. Me. It's a wonderful job. Um, I, I really, <laughs> I, I'm not even just saying that things are like that's awesome. It, I don't really know, good. man. It's looking good. I miss you guys. Yeah, I'll say it's that. gotten pretty great. But uh, it was really tense. And Tanya was whenever I was talking to her, she's like, she's like, you know, I gotta be careful because like I can't be the mad black woman. We've talked about that. And We've shared space she, on that talk. Yeah, and she was right to be mad <laughs> every it's single true. time because I true. knew Tanya. She was a fucking intelligent she was, human being, or she, is? Yeah, still. Yeah, I haven't seen she her minute, empowers. But, she's oh, so just. Lovely. She's just. Um, but I never had to think she's about just being an, that, an right? amazing person. No, because people already listen to you, so it's like but they we shouldn't. already. And that's <laughs> and then it's like and then and and then the it's it's really frustrating. Yeah, so I guess my question for you is, how do you Please. occupy this as like a strong woman of color, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, mental health professional? Yeah, um, you literally occupy. All these different spaces where people at our office had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, time. true. Not in a bad way, just because you start talking about like business and entrepreneur, and we're more like the nonprofit sector. Where true. Like, so you're like, oh, I'm doing this for my brand. They're like, what? What? Like you're doing uh, more than just paying bill? I know. Yes. I still get that. I my favorite. And is, you're a woman, so you exactly. have all that against you. So like, it's have true. you ever heard this existence? And I'm sure it's something you must walk with every day that your existence is resistance. 
Like just mm. your your action, not mine, true, but yours, true, because true. of your gender, your race, and because everything it's that you do. It's a statement. Doing, yeah, it's a movement. Just your existence is just like um, you're you're fighting the good fight and true, killing true. it. By the way, people. Thank you, thank you, thank what, you. Two, three years ago, when we used to work together. I literally remember this like we were sitting down at lunch or whatever, and like yeah. no, this is back when you would read your you do your homework at lunch. Yep. Oh my god, <laughs> for school. <laughs> such a nerd. Oh my gosh, and I was like, I hate this. Uh, I want to work for myself. I'm done with this. The, you literally laid out everything you wanted to do in the next like, three years, and I think everyone kind of laughed you off. True. And now like we're sitting here like and. You have a fucking radio show. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. You have a podcast. Exactly. You, you left your full-time job to go work another job to f- pursue your passions. Yeah, like, yeah. You got secret And I've married. molded it around me still yeah. wanting to do business. Like, I'm never going to take a job from now on that's yeah. going to not allow me to do... And the people at my job, they know that I do business. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing... Like, I was per diem for all of that time and they wanted me to do part time. And I'm like, first of all, like you guys aren't going to be able to pay me enough in this position to make me not want to work my dream, period. So when you guys find a job that can even like maybe not even equate, but like is more appealing, I'll consider it. And they found one. And so um, but sharing space, I I I empower people like I tell people I'm not scared I feel like I can do this and I make sure that they know that there's other women of color that, that are killing it, that are doing business, yeah. like real business. Like Oprah isn't the only person that's out here making money, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of business owners and, and it can be hard. And um, I I would say my hospital is actually much more diverse um, than Health Path. Yeah. When it was, I don't know like who Not works there now. Enough. But we had such a small yeah. like crew that it's like how many, you know. Um, but I just, I just like explain and I just talk and I kind of actually get that from Tanya because sometimes you just get angry and you want to get emotional. And I see people online being condescending to people who aren't of color. And I'm like, think of when someone's condescending to you, you shut down. Mm -hmm. You're not going to listen to the message because the person is shaming you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not really the greatest tactic. Um, but it's just, it's all about education. And it's so funny. Like I talk to people in high um, positions. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing business and blah, blah, blah. Just very nonchalantly. And they're like, they look at me in a whole different way. They're just like, you do what? Like, you're not just an MHS. I'm like, I don't talk about it. I don't talk about that. I have a few degrees and stuff, but I don't need to, I don't need to rub it in everyone's face. I'm doing this for me, not so that other people can perceive me higher up or better than them like i don't you know there's no ego yeah but yeah you don't act in a place of ego but but also but Mm-mm. all right so even just the fact that you work as a mental health professional or have coming from a black baxter's family yeah like, stereotypically um, oh we that, went through that we, we went, i don't even know how to say this but for my the stereotype is like the black community and the baptist community they don't like therapy. Well, it's that. <laughs> it's it's still a new concept. And when you look in media, it's like, um, and this is part of my platform as well. The I feel like the media, especially movies, who's going to therapy? It's not us. For We're sure. not going to therapy. Yeah. And like people of color, we need to be invited. We need to feel mm. like people want us there, that we belong there. We don't just go places. We go to places where our music's going to be played. We go mm-hmm. to places where we feel comfortable. We feel confident. Our 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 friends and you know what I mean. Our community's gonna go, um, and it's a huge disservice, you know. And and I actually just spoke on this maybe a month ago. You know, I in some ways are envious 
like of people who aren't of color who do go to therapy mm. because or not even that go to therapy but when i work in the hospital i see a huge difference there's there's more people who aren't of color versus people of color right yeah, that oh, are yeah, being yeah. serviced and it's like well, it's cultural too i mean it's just like hispanic cultural. communities are like i mean i yeah. work with so many people of hispanic descent who like my parents can never know i'm here that's the thing oh like seriously like yeah. seriously people mm-hmm. are like they'll really disown me if if they you know and my mom um for example she's like god is my therapist i don't i don't and i in it when it works for her it when Does i it? tell you this woman is like yeah literally i mean i'm sure she has her she she has her well, patterns and stuff therapy, right? but she's she's happy with what she has yeah um and we had to get through that because she was like you're going to school for what like she didn't even understand that it's like a degree and (laughs) like my and my husband's from the caribbean they don't have any of that like and he does he was actually telling me um someone that he knows who lived here went back home um and was experiencing psychosis oh yeah like i he doesn't he was just explaining the symptoms to me and then i you know what i mean uh, which are pretty straightforward. Psychosis is pretty, like, yeah. it's, you know. Um, and he was like, I don't even know what to do. And, like, where does that person go for help? They're on an island. Yeah. You know, yeah. now obviously there's businesses there, but, like, therapy-wise. It's like, it's considered champagne problems to some people. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's, and then they are termed that weird person. And mm. they they get exiled to, like, the end of the community, and then they have a child. And that child has schizophrenia. Mm. And then, and it's so... Like for me, like, like I said, part of my platform is that therapy isn't like the only way, like it works for some people, Mm -hmm. but just getting help, finding resources, finding someone that can help you get the resources you need for your healing in your way. Well, I mean, like I I was saying in the beginning, like I was struggling the PTSD thing. I have family support. I have the insurance. I had everything in place, mm-hmm. and it was still hard for me. So it's just a and you're in the field, and I'm in the field. You're in the field. We guys, we do this. And like I this is what we do, and we're still fighting. We're still advocating. We're still like, it's crazy. Like my wife had to be like was the one that noticed it. I didn't notice it, and the one is that one day I couldn't move my neck like at all like physically couldn't move my neck so i got like a massage thinking that's all it was and it was still hurting wow. and then it was actually because of an episode of west wing she put it together oh my god <laughs> but, um, uh, I it, the, you're because too funny the, the thing is um like with uh, emotional pain if you don't deal with it it results in physical oh pain. Um, yeah which, you're uh, right uh, i don't know if you remember but alicia therapist our new therapist well, oh cool uh, the best she gave me a sheet it says like each emotion you don't deal with results in different pains and this is actually a pretty fun um anecdote um after World War, I want to say one, before we had PTSD, before it was called shell shock, is the highest generation of neck, back, and neck, back complaints. Uh, shell shock, now known as PTSD, wow. if not treated, results in neck and back pains. So soldiers will come back from World War One shell shocked, and were having like severe neck and back problems, and it was all dealt because of emotional stuff. That's crazy. Because that was how I was like, huh. And then like the more you start, th- started asking me questions, like, do you like... I remember, oh my God. See, I, and I it was finally through talk your back. It. It's Actually, that's one reason back. why we, we kept trying to set this up and then I kept like bailing on you. I was yeah. like, I was too afraid. I just couldn't talk about it. I would get depressed for like a month. And I, I would think. I was just like, I was avoiding the world for a while. But I remember like that's I was holding Felicity and like she was real maybe like in the months old and I was watching, listening to music and I'd be like, oh, this song's so beautiful. I'm holding her. I'm crying. I'm like, it's because I have a new baby. I'm super emotional. See? And now I look back. It's like, 
what's that good of a song? Yeah. <laughs> it's just and no you, yeah, yeah, you're like, it is true. And I'm not a crier. Like, I tried not to, like most yeah, men. Yeah. So it was weird just to be, like, uncontrollably sobbing because of, like, a uh, the, the, the song that is, like, semi-sad. Not really, yep, like, yep. oh, my God, everyone's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the end of the Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, my thing, and I know, um, you know, like, you're interviewing me, but I'm just so happy that, you are able to talk about it Took a while. because, and especially as a man, that's the thing. I feel like, I, I, like, obviously people of color aren't necessarily like, you know, getting service, but also men. Are men going to therapy? No. Like how? How? Like, well, I, some men are going to therapy, but like, could more of them? And you guys are part of the household. So if I'm going to therapy and my husband's not resolving his because he has his own thing from coming here as an immigrant. We and all do, right? Just we all have our thing. And, you know, if yeah, I mean, he's open, which is good well, uh, to come hard. with me. It, it's so hard to and I work with I see this with clients I work with where you're the one who takes recovery steps and everyone around you stays in the same spot. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you get a promotion and all your friends, like you become the manager and your friends are still like, exactly. Uh, and they're just like and they treating you them. like you're still, Oh, you're different. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am different. And it's good. Yeah, exactly. And it's change. Yeah. And I'm happier and not every day, but overall, true, true. I'm like, I can live my life and like, I've, I don't know. Did it's you find amazing. you hit a certain age and you're like, Fuck bullshit. I am not dealing with anyone who puts that shit in my life. I'm just Oh, of course. I dropped pe- I just dropped a whole bunch of people recently because like, I just felt like I feel like I have a lot to get bring to the table. Like yeah. if it's like not even business sense, but strategy, if it's effort, if it's love and caring and if people aren't giving that back, it's too much energy that I could be putting into anything. Yes. Or so a day of self-care and it's like I'm going to pick up these people who at the end of the day don't really care if I succeed. You do self-care days? Of course. Yeah, you don't hear that I kind of have to, fo- not that I have to force myself, but I kind of have to be like, yeah. I have to check and be like, I really don't have anything to do? Okay. Now I can call my friends and, yeah. you know. No, you know what's funny? Because people will always talk about self-hatred, and the second you say self-love, they cringe. Like, ooh, that's a like, weird thing. Like, what is that? Yeah, like, you, you, you get massages? You, yeah. You know, like, my new thing the last, like, Week like Felicity has been going to bed like really early, like six thirty at night. Wow! And sleeping through the night, knock on wood. That's amazing. And, um, it's great. And so like uh, at night, the other night, I was just like, I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to do my podcast. I didn't want to do anything. It's like, I'm not. That's okay. And I, 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 <laughs> I know. The, I know the feeling. Yeah. I just listened to old records I used to listen to. Yeah. And I just laid on my bed. Didn't nostalgia. Fucking, just listen to music I loved. I've been reading books. I've been calling my old friends and mm-hmm, just like. Mm-hmm. Carving out this hour of the day where it's just like I can do whatever I want. Like, it doesn't have to be work. It doesn't it's have to true. be school. It doesn't have to be the relationship. It's not my kids. It's just like it's <laughs> I just want to read a book. And I love all the. I love Victoria. It's true. I love Felicity. Of course. I love all, and and vice. And she loves well, same. Um, Will, who we work with, and is one of my favorite. Yes. Human tell beings. him I said hi. By the way, if Will, you see him, if you ever listen to this, hello. yes, I will. He's a nice. <laughs> I <guy>. will. <laughs> um, was he's an intellect and. He doesn't watch TV right now. He's all he does is read. Okay. And he was telling me about some philosopher he read, who I never heard of, of course. Mm-hmm. And he explained it with much larger words. But he said this philosopher <laughs> studied happiness his whole life, and found the the true key to happiness. Um, he said it much differently, but the way I took it as is a well-rounded life. And the way I fucking was like, take your happiness, invest it the way you would invest in stocks. Mm. So have a good relationship, have friends, have hobbies, have a family, have. Have a wide range of interest in things in life. So sometimes that contribute the jobs, to yeah. your happiness. Okay. So sometimes the relationship's not 
perfect. The kid's not perfect. The job's not perfect. But I'm reading a book I like or True. I'm interested. So I've been trying to do that is to open my mind and just like listen. Like podcasts for me are great. Definitely. Because I can just. You learn, so but you much. laugh with your person that you listen to. Yeah, and you, you, it just, it's like watching TV. The way, not yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think I was listening to a podcast and they were explaining that the beautiful thing about podcasting is that you're, it's opening up your imagination part of your brain yes it's like you're listening but first of all you're envisioning what's this i mean you're listening to the content but you're also like what does that person look like or if you know what they look like oh here's seth rogan like you know and you're envisioning how he yeah. looks and how he's saying it and when he laughs and when he pauses and you the guest the, and the docu ones the documentary series podcasts no, no, no. Crime Town was a really popular one. That I was, keep, I keep wanting to get into those, but I'm late. I'm a late person. Yeah, I that, watch and listen to everything good. late. Uh, what is, that's really a huge good. one. That's, that's like goals. Yeah, it is. Like this street, like legit. People like, that aren't in the podcast game yeah. listen to that. And cereal like, was like the I'm big like, one. Oh, cereal, yeah, yep, um, yep, yep. What was I just? Seth Rogen and um, there was another one too. Slow Burn was one I really just listened to. It was like a six to maybe eight episodes, and it was all about the um about Watergate. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because I'm not someone who sits and reads history, but like a good audio documentary series about the impeachment of uh, President mm-hmm. Nixon, not something that I would be like, sign me up. <laughs> Can't wait to get it. But now I know so much about it and it really piqued my curiosity. See? So that was like really fun. Like I really Definitely. had a good time. Um, so have you been to this building? Because I got to ask, is that the I godmother haven't. on the wall? I haven't. We're going to have to find out I'm going to ask if the, the godmother is... Um, uh, is it Francis Blanco, the largest cocaine dealer in the history of cocaine, really? which is like, <laughs> the best documentary I've ever seen, Cocaine Cowboys. You're my favorite Dude. random fact yeah. person. Like, you know, just know all these. That's from podcasts. <laughs> I just listen to so that's much awesome. weird shit. Or, like, watch documentaries cool. and read, like, dumb shit. That's cool, though. I just read, like, a book about the Simpsons last, like, this week, because that was, like. You're, you love that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 my yeah, self-care. yeah, 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 yeah. You love that. I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about anything except, like, a cartoon that has been on the air for 30 years. And that made me so happy. But it's so good. Um, I, I forgot what we were talking about. Who cares? Well, self-care <laughs> is, like. It's great. It's, it's, it's hard if you're not, if you don't, like, mold yourself to be, like, self-care, you know? Well, it's like. Especially what, what, when you're in a relationship. Yeah. You're like, am I being weird that. I don't want to talk you know? to you right now. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and actually my husband is, this was years ago, but he just was like, so you're going to go away now? Like you're going to drive and go, go somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. yeah and he's sure. like, he's like, I could be around you every second of every day of yeah. every, and I'm just like, how can you like, how can you even, not even how can you love someone like this, but how can you do, you know, just tolerate yeah. anyone, you know? And you're like, I need a spa. Yeah. Our friend Nikolai uh, Mm -hmm. would say, like, self care kind of gets wrapped into, like, the woo world of people that we. I don't like that stuff. (laughs) But she actually has taught me the valuable lesson of not throwing away good advice because you don't like who it's coming from. Mm. And I I like Nikolai very much. I love Nikolai. um, I can't wait till our episode tomorrow. She's such a lovely, one of my really good friends and um, our good friend. Mm -hmm. But, like, so she would, like, talk. I like her, and she's a good messenger. So she would talk about shit I would never care about. And then I was like, oh, I should pay attention to stuff of people I don't like. Yeah. I mean, maybe not like in terms of politics, but like in terms of like this study. Mental or, health or, advocacy yeah, and, and other things. Yoga. Like, you know, that like crunchy granola. True, yoga. true, true. She hates those people too. She does. <laughs> and that's what makes her so awesome. And I just feel like 
she is great at breaking it down, and that's why I'm just so happy she chose therapy. I know. Do you because, follow her Insta? Um, I do. She's so, trying like a health. She's like, from, was it from bottom to from full, full fit bottom. or something like yeah, that? So yeah. She, I'm gonna have to shout her out. If she ever listened to this. She did a post where it was the most beautiful thing because it was so non-braggy or shameful towards anyone. So she had lost like 10 pounds or something like that, like from like eating healthy and doing it right. But it wasn't like the way people do where they brag or shame. She like took a picture of herself before. Oh, yeah. And then she did it like after. And it was like a picture of her in like, I don't know, like a sports bra. Is that what they're called? Where you can see her like midriff or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she did this beautiful post. And then at the end of it, she's like, and this is that everyone should love their body no matter who they are. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. But like, no, I've never had. And our, our friend Laura does that too. Because yeah. sometimes when people do that, like. Oh, I lost 10 pounds. Go fuck yourself, fatties. Exactly. Uh, or exactly. maybe if you're like someone like me who's overweight, you could feel that way. But that's but, what it's yeah. for them. Yeah. But she didn't do that. And I was like, damn, Nikolai. Good. So I have I have the Nikolai Diana one, but I don't. Doesn't she have a separate page for her fit thing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up right now for okay. her. Okay, it's uh, please it's because really I I really I agree and I um, hate that shit, but shout I like out her. Laura too because I love I really adored Laura's um she so for folks you know and I hope you guys are keeping up because <laughs> we're like probably like oh Nikolai and Laura so um Laura is another person that we used to uh work with at health path um Nikolai was as well and um Laura's platform comes from a background of having um an eating disorder yeah and she talks about her journey. And I, she's another person I want to get on on she our show. I know. I know. Um, I, I want to have this you. With her ex-boyfriend. Yes, you told me that. Do it back then. I know. Well, and you never know what's going to happen in five, ten years. You know. Yeah. So, but um, I love that she tells her story, and it's wrapped up in yoga and the empowerment of yoga. I'm like, I never want to do yoga, but the way that she combines the fact that yoga is empowering her body confidence yeah i'm just like this is awesome like maybe i want to do yoga and it's i love her stance like i yeah. i love she just empowers she empowers me and i've had body issues but you know i i don't know i just I, love so how she does Nikolai's it Nikolai's account from burnout to balance from burnout to balance that's what it is shout out nikolai yeah dog mom flexitarian nutrition nerd badass lady boss She's one of the only people I've ever met who I could talk about like eating and health and exercise or whatever. She'll give me like a workout thing to try, but not in the shitty judgmental way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that guy's still been done, but I will. But I will. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah, Laura, you know, she moved to Philly. So I, yeah, I'm sad. I didn't get to see her before. It was like really quick too. It was. It just seemed like, like it. She like, um, I saw her food truck Friday. She like, her job was no longer. She had a, she was in a relationship and she's like, I'm young. I got a dog. I have an opportunity. I'm going to take it. And you should, people out there, like, and I empower you because one of my biggest fears is looking back and being like, oh, I should have took that trip. I should have, like, it's so cliche, but, like, I I think of things like that. Like, I think of, I should have started that business. I should have started that. Had I not started this podcast, where, I, I don't even know where I'd be. I'd probably still feel stagnant going to school at Rhode Island College, which, is a great school, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, or course. is a satisfactory school, but I was burning out. I didn't yeah. want to write 10-page papers anymore. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to schedule my own days. 
Yeah, all my regrets would always be like, I should have had sex with that girl. <laughs> but not from like a, a pervy way of just, uh, I guess, I'll use that as a metaphor of like anxiety or fear or like letting yourself get in the way and maybe not be True. like a perv, but just like. Like, why did I overthink the yeah, situation? Yeah, like, oh, it's sex. I was like, well, I was just stopping myself from happiness, stopping myself True. from love. Like, oh, look, this could have been a relationship. But and we do that. Like, yeah, my, my entire life until I met Victoria. Absolutely. <laughs> I just would always just block anything that good could – like that weird self-destructive behavior. True. We'll get into. I've had that too. Yeah. I've, I always have to keep that in check too. Yeah. Because that's about self-confidence. It's about oh, what yeah. you think you deserve. Or All like, of your interactions yeah. are about what do, what does Aaron deserve? What does Chris deserve? Yeah. Do I deserve to be friends with this person? Do I deserve to – I know. You know what I mean? It's That's – that's where it comes it's from. It's this imposter syndrome within yourself. True. Which is weird. And then you're like, well, I'm already married, but like, that doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah, marriage true. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. I it mean, does. like, nothing changed. Like, I already, we already lived together. And like, true. like we have a, Adam, he'll never hear this, but he actually just got divorced. Oh, After no. 17 years. Oh, that's sad. He would say the opposite. Okay. <laughs> well, things can change. I, I haven't seen him in a, yeah, a few years. you guys in yeah. So uh, he looks good. He's happy. Wow. He is our one of our peer specialists who is constantly working to make himself better. Yeah. And it was with someone who an advocate for others didn't uh, make themselves better and fell into some stuff and just got it. He made the choice to walk away, and I'm sure I know it's hard. And him and I actually become like really good. Like he's one of my really good. Like, oh, I've seen you guys have been like, friends. Really you guys yeah, used to go like to PVD Donuts. Yeah. And- that's amazing. I think we got a lot closer, but like just I'm hearing him talk about like he's like my psychiatrist is talking a lot about like self care and having a well rounded life, and he's like I was on a path where I could stay in this relationship because it's a status quo, or I can make the biggest change and move out of sell my condo and uh, just make every change at once. And then he did like like you did like yep. you, I quit my job and started a podcast exactly, and, and I just went with it. And but now you have a radio show. I want to true. Ha- how the hell did you get a radio show? So, um, a good one too. It's funny because he's probably out there, but um, shout out John, or I call him Johnny, but um, Vega, Super Vega. Um, he is the, I feel like I don't shout him out enough, so I'll shout him out now. Um, so he is a gentleman that I met at Fashion Week, which was one of my first. Uh, bookings last year when I started this podcast. Oh yeah, um, I and I met him. I probably told you, yeah. and that and that's when I was phasing out a health path. But I was telling you kind of my journey, and so um, I had met him just like we had just met, and he was like, "Oh, I do videography and and this and that." And um, the situation. So w- the p- folks that I was working with um, for the first, I think, three episodes of my podcast, it wasn't coming out fast enough, and um. So radio is timely. I mean, I'm sorry. Podcasting is timely. Radio is as well, but I was a podcast then. So that's timely. So it's like news. If I do something that was took. So say the Kanye thing where he said, you know, his situation about slavery. If I said that in three months, no one cares. Every blog from here to California has done talked about it already. So, you know, I, I can't wait and wait and wait. And so I scheduled a meeting with him. Um, and I, you know, it, it just looked like it was going to work out. We've been working together since, um, he was engineering my podcast and, um, he just helps me, you know, with podcasting, with image, with structure, with pivoting. Um, and he's just looked out and for me going into the entertainment industry, um, I'm really like really specific with what type of men I invite into my life because a lot of people are cutthroat and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ready for them, but he's always had my genuine interest in mind. 
Um, so when I got back from Bali, um, he scheduled a meeting and he was like, well, and it was at the radio station that I work at now. And he was like, you know, we are accepting content creators. And, and so I had told him before, I was like, you know, I really want to do live radio. So that's why, you know, I dress up for my interviews. Like I would dress up for like podcast interviews that were through Skype. Yeah. So like no one's going to see me, but like me and Johnny and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm preparing myself. I want people to associate me with, I have a bigger purpose. I don't, I want to do, I want to be on TV. I want to, or, you know, like a radio show. If it ends at that, that's fine. As long as I'm getting my voice out there. So, um, yeah, so I accepted. And like, you know, we talked about it. And my main thing was like, I don't want anyone messing with my content. Yeah. Like, I want my message to still get out there. And he was like, you're in control of your content. We're just trying to give you this platform yeah. and we're trying to do something for the community, for Providence. That's amazing. So, um, so yeah. And like, it was a struggle transitioning. Um, and also I'm a female and I work around a lot of men, but it's a balance. That's great. Do you, you know, know the plug at all? Oh the, yeah. The, yeah. 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 They're familiar. I had, well, I haven't, I was supposed to, but they were out of town. Like I you, went to one of their events. You got to get Madeline on. Your they're podcast doing what they're, yeah, yeah, they're doing. That's essentially what I would like to do. Yeah. I used to work with her at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But she was just oh, like, cool. I think was she in high school when we were working together. Maybe she was in college. You should like become yeah. a man. You're, yeah. you're like, I keep these. She was on my show like way years ago when oh, I cool. first started this. She's one of the hardest working human beings I've ever met. Like, That's awesome. She was, I was older on my way out of that job and she was like this young, like literally like a kid. Like, cause I was wow. in my, my late twenties and she was like mm-hmm. early twenties and she like, would come Starbucks. Yeah. We were working the Starbucks in the Biltmore. <laughs> yeah. And we also had this amazing manager who just really empowered everyone. And, mm. she, and, and all of a sudden like, and I follow her on Instagram and like I'll run into her here and there. I'm like, Holy shit, you're like hosting shits on boats. Like you're like, like you're you're, she, she's like, like um like, local famous. Her. She's like a local yeah. celeb. Like she she hosts events and I'm like, oh yeah. cool. But it's weird because the day that you were telling me all the shit that you want to do, I remember like one point she wasn't and that wasn't her goal. And then one day it became and she started like working out and then um, and just she just got a drive. And like See? I started following Instagram and then all of a sudden so I don't I don't like if we saw each other, we'd stop and chat. Like cool. Uh, I talked on Facebook at one point, I think I don't know if they ever made a podcast or they're going to or something like that. Maybe they but should. I was like, you guys need to know each other. Definitely. I'm sure we'll cross paths. Yeah, talk, um, you ever see Madeline tell her something that you know me. Definitely. She's a very nice human being. For sure, for sure. Because I, I I'm like I, I feel like we've good. gone to the same events, but it's like I left like you a block party and then she comes like later or something yeah. and I'm like, darn. Um, but I'll see your yeah, Instagram. Definitely. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did I get, once I, you get that drive in you, once you, once for me, I don't know about for her or for anyone else, but once I see this is actually what I want, I go 100 miles per hour. But at you guys it. are both after like a weird job, like a weird space. Like there's no rules. There's, well, I guess, no job, but there's not like a meritocracy that says you're going to get this hosting gig. There's yeah, really oh, no. no reason you should have it no. other than I don't know why people get it, but I, I hope you do both can, you get it, but like it's. You're in this weird space that you have mm. to like, really push forward and create for yourself. Definitely. So it's, it's great when you see that drive in someone. Of course. And she's one of the good ones. You're like, good for you. You're like a nice person. And I remember her mom Aww. always got her mom was so nice. It's scary, though, because there's no promise. Like, no. I could work my ass off, and in 10 years, like, and I, I've watched celebrities. I'm not like, um, I'm not like, I don't know how to explain it, like a groupie for celebrities, but I watch them in a psychology well, how way. How do you handle your career? 
Right. Yeah, you observe yeah, and like, right, and just take note of like this is something I would do. This is something I wouldn't I do. Uh, this. Like, would I use my voice for a platform? Or exactly. Whatever, whatever. Correct. Or like, if you get any success, you have to like know it can go away. So do you save your money? Like, do you have a financial? Yeah, I like I've talked to some interest, like some I don't know celebrity. Celebrity is such a weird thing now. Local <laughs> public like, figures. Yeah, it's like a yeah. more. It's a like, better. So I interviewed a guy who would say he was like to me it was a big deal because like I'm there on the call sheet on a CW show. To me, that's huge. That is but huge. To him, that's CW has some awesome shows. I Zombie, fucking awesome show. I, I, I recommend everyone. Like I talked to one of the dudes on there, and but to him, he was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm nothing." I was like, "But you are." See, because <laughs> it could all go away tomorrow. It could, but, but it's I, all about finding other work. But I also, for me personally, I have to check that balance of like, I want to. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I just have a radio show," and it's like, "But I didn't have it." Like, I've only been doing this for a year. Yeah, well, look at Ryan Seacrest has everything still has radio. That's because when thing. everything else dries up, you still have your backup. So, like, that's the thing. What if, like, you go forward, you do all these things, but, like, you're never going to stop working when you, have your exactly. own, when you have your own platform you create? Like, no one can take away You can do anything with it. YouTube channel or whatever. Correct, correct. Like, you can always breathe life into it again, go back to it. Yeah. You can transition it, you can sell People it, will and follow you. you can turn into, I mean, you can do so much. But. Do you know who Kevin Smith, like the director, is by any chance? So he made like these movies like Clerks and like these, he's like an indie director. Okay. And most people probably would never like know him. I, I, he's like semi famous, right? Mm -hmm. But he's this cat who's just like, he has some success in film and then he started a podcast network and has droves of not large, but large enough loyal, loyal fans. Mm -hmm. And he just has this whole fucking amazing life and niche market based around his just fucking love of comic books and nerds shit. And like, I love his podcast. He does speaking tours. And that's your comedy. stuff that you love too. But that's the thing I like, but he's like that guy who's like, yep. he's not fucking Matt Damon, but he's like, he's working. Yep. Yeah. He's been living in a mansion and living. You know, it's crazy how that shit is. And you're like that next person. Um, yeah, it is. And and that's that's similar to like what my platform's coming from is is doing what I love. I love mental health, but I felt like the route I was going, wanting to be a therapist, and I, I think therapists do great work, some of them. I won't say all. Yeah, not all. Not I all just can't anything. say that because there's it's not true. radio hosts that are all doing a great job or, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, but um, I I just feel like I want to do something bigger. I wanted to do something more radical. I want to have a bigger yeah. voice to like, like I want to be the person, you know, maybe not now, but in the next couple years where I, you know, spray paint my body and I'm on like, you know, mm. state house lawn advocating for something. I don't right. want to sit at home anymore. And that was my thing as a therapist. I'm like, these people want to put me in a box so the reason why I even started the podcast is I had so many stories to tell, so much heartbreak, so much heartache. Um, I had so, so many things to say. And as a therapist, I was like, wait, they're, I'm, it's like you're going towards like prison almost. Well, not like that. That's how I saw it. I'm maybe it's like dramatic. It's like a figure where you can't. You can't do but you, you can't you benefit. can't tell your patient about the stuff that you've been through unless that's the type of therapist that you are and you're yeah. in private practice but it takes years to get there and it's like I just felt like with radio you can say more you can do more respectively um in podcasting you can pretty much say I mean you can swear yeah. and you know but that's that was my thing I I think it's so important to be able to say what you need to say 
for your healing and other people too. And one good thing I think advantages you're gonna have is your upbringing of being like a woman of color from a Baptist background in a suburban white town. Yeah, is that you could walk in every, you could be in the mental, you could, you've got your foot in the hip hop community, you've got your foot in the mental health community. Yeah, you literally have like your fingers in everything, and then it all accumulates in like the. Um, it all radio. circles back together. Yeah, it does. Like, so there's an NPR show I really like called uh, "It's Been a Minute" with Sam Sanders. He Sounds might, familiar. It's awesome, awesome. I think I've heard good things about it. He might be the only NPR host I've ever heard mention hip hop. Mm. And like you know, I like oh, I love oh yeah, NPR is like very, I like. I do say I like I, I like NPR. I like like it, it like, comes on and it's it's a relaxing. It's usually like let's well, talk about uh, Kanye West. Yeah, he he's like a younger. I guess millennial is the word we use for our maybe. But he's like a younger guy okay. who like he just likes Beyonce, which is just such a big deal because he's a political reporter. <laughs> that is, but he also is like also tied to like one of the largest musical movements in the world that does not get. Like I don't, I'm not in that. I don't have many connections to that world, but like it's just so interesting for me. Like it's just like you're that person who's like, well, you like hip hop and you like rock, or like no, you just have a bunch of little stuff. I and mean, when you sit at a microphone in your radio show, you're like, I'm gonna have a therapist and then a rapper on back to back, and then that that's gonna bring in you, you're bringing in worlds together, like Nikolai, like right? Yeah. You think Nikolai ever thought she'd be on like the Juice or whatever? I know. Little, like, exactly. World, wonderful Nikolai. Yep, that's what's yep. so great about like. That's that's in that, but that's what we need to be doing because there's people who I shouldn't say need to be listening to me, but like people that are gonna follow her and start listening mm-hmm. to my show and then say my next interview is gonna be someone that they wouldn't necessarily think of listening to or or wouldn't be able to find. That's what happened to me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh wow, and then you keep listening. And you're like, wow, I've never heard of this person, but this is an awesome story, you know. Um, I need to listen to more podcasts. I miss that. I used to, well, I used to be in my car all the time yeah, for our job. I, to I used to, I used to love um, something I didn't know I was going to get into podcasting wise was um, it's DJ Envy um, from Power 105.1. Um, so he has a show with Charlemagne the God. If you're, mm. I don't know if you're familiar, Angela Yee. <laughs> no, it's more of an urban thing. In the urban yeah. community, they're like, the, they're huge um, in New York and everywhere. But, um, so him and his wife started a podcast Aww. and so they so i'm thinking i'm like oh gosh this is gonna be like oh i didn't think they were gonna be like oh we're rich and here are all our celebrity friends rick ross and blah 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 i knew yeah. there was gonna be some content but i was just like what are they gonna talk about and one episode was about the one that hooked me was she talked about her pregnancy and um, she actually had a difficult pregnancy, not um, not in the way that your wife did, but um, she was like arguing with the I forget what it's called, but the well, the person that delivers the baby, I guess mm. it, that that part was like, well, so the first part was the the person that numbs you. I forget what oh, their name is. Yes, yeah. they numbed the one side of her. <gasps> but the problem was that when and she was like. Well, there was something she was asking him. She was like, am I moving? She could move one one hand, but not the other. And I think her heart rate, she was like, is my heart rate going up? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, that's because I'm moving my fingers and I shouldn't be. Or I'm moving one leg or something like that and I shouldn't be. The anesthesiologist wasn't believing her because like everyone feels they do great work. And she's like, it's my body. I'm telling you Mm. that 
what only part of down there is numb not the whole uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and so that was an issue and then she's going back and forth and she's like i don't even have time for this send him out got a new person in there because like you know when you're giving birth i'm sure there's your no tolerance time. is like you did there's no time yeah. um and then there's another issue where the doctor uh clipped her <gasps> like i guess they cut from the um I don't know. You can bleep this out, I guess, if you don't want it, but vagina to her um, anal section, and he Mm. didn't have to. And so she was really just Mm. telling her story because she had, I think they have six children, Um, but so some of them were easier, but she was really just saying, advocate for yourself because they're not, they don't know your body like you do. They know, they know like the, they they know the book side and Mm. they know, like they have experience, but, um, you know, she she just was like, it's it's more like make sure you advocate for yourself. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is so cool. This is actually in depth, but they're like really like public figures, and he's a DJ and stuff like that. Um, and then another one she talked about, she was uh, almost kidnapped as a kid, so that's why they're super, super, super not strict, but like they make sure. They, they know where their kids are yeah. all the time. Like, they pick them up. I, I don't think they really do Ubers and stuff like that. And because no. they're like, she re- like, they he someone chased her, Trauma. some random guy chased her in her neighborhood. Um, and yeah, and there was a bag of clothing, like, he was going to change clothes and like, oh he was going to kidnap her and then whatever else is going to happen, maybe sell her to, you know, um, she was walking her dog. Damn. So, um, anyway, so that's just like you never know what you're going to find, and you yeah. never know what people are going to say. So, well, that opens you up to something bigger. Like, I think about the, the kids. Um, study just came out that like, is it like the infertility rate for Black women is higher than any? Like, our country wow. actually has some of the lowest infertility, or is it uh, pregnancy rates? Okay. Birth, birthing rate. Um, it's largely because of restricted access to healthcare, abortion, yeah, makes sense. Uh, just rural hospitals aren't made for it. Like okay. my wife almost died during pregnancy and I was like, and, oh my and God, you're was, at women in it. And, like, and it was terrible. Right. But like, it's not uncommon and it's true. just higher. And is it Serena Williams just came very far with her when she had her baby? Like mm. the doctors weren't believing her level of pain. So that comes in, it happens. You see that with it's people true. Of color. It also seems, but she's like a rich, powerful woman. Yeah. And a doctor is not believing her level of pain. She came out, like it's a whole bigger, bigger, much larger story. It is. It like, is. I've so, so I've seen the, someone speak on that. Yeah. Pain with women. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Victoria too, like, we had good doctors, but we also, we had a doula, which is kind of like a midwife. To oh, their, cool. To I didn't know that. Yeah. She was, uh, Lauren was amazing. I That's awesome. That. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's 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 odd. Like there's a whole thing like doctors just don't. But women have so the thing about women is you have a higher pain tolerance. Which we is do. No bullshit. Like we it do. Actually, is that's true. So like, um, so Victoria had gallstones which she, that she thought was mistook for heartburn for three days, and it turned out that she needed emergency gallbladder surgery. I cut my finger open the microwave once and thought he'd take his little rush to the hospital. So <laughs> oh just, my yeah. gosh, you're like just to compare. So her eight is like my. 13. Got it. Like of a, a level pain. Over oh, women. Got like you, got you, got level. you. Yeah, so that's like true. Doctors don't win. But like your the, the radio host is like, I'm in pain. Like, oh, we don't believe you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm fucking in stirrups about to give birth and you don't fucking believe me. <laughs> exactly. That should be a, 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 but no one wants to talk about that because why true. would you? It's so, true. But when your radio host woman talks about that, that's going to plant seed to anyone who listens to husbands, wives, partners, or 
are going to be in that situation. And you Absolutely. don't know what's going to sit in someone's head that actually might come out to help them. True. And so um, who, who, who is anyone to say that that can't hurt that amount? Like, who am I? Who am I to? Oh, like, you know, my baby was bigger than yours, so it must hurt. Like, what? Like, you don't know. I mean, tattoos, even some people get them on their stomach and they're like, oh, I was I. And some people are like, that was the greatest pain. I I, that that (laughs) I just that was like they might as well have just tattooed my, you know, I just got my fourth one and it was larger and color. I've I've never done before. Mm -hmm. And I was like. I can handle about two hours. The last hour was fucking hell. Oh no! And when Victoria, one time when we got tattooed together, she read a book the whole time, and I passed out. Yeah, I did part oh of one of mine God. over a scar, which was foolish. Like, I'm, I'm like not laughing no, like true. at you in a bad way, but you were like, I fell asleep. and I passed out. Yeah, yeah. I did part oh of mine gosh. over a scar, unknowingly that that hurts more. Oh wow! <laughs> but no, it just, but it's just, it's just sad. But it's like the woman you're referring to. I forgot. I'm sorry, your name or Serena Williams. Like. These are rich, powerful people in that Definitely. situation. Then put someone who with no money and with poor health care, with poor health insurance yeah. in these scenarios. And then, like, you just... I so I, I think people think we don't know our bodies. And a lot of times, um, a lot of people with political power try to take that power from us, first of all. So people oh, yeah. are thinking that... Like, we don't know anything about our bodies. Like, I'm the only person that's been living in my body since the beginning. Like, I know what I can tolerate. I know what I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who are you to... I just... I I don't know what's going to happen when I have my first child, but I'm just going to have to... I'm going to... Yeah, definitely. They do a midwife-driven thing. Yeah, I know. I like that a lot. We were going there. Yeah. And she came early. Uh, So I work... This reminds me... So I work with... I have to rephrase this. I know somebody mm-hmm. who is maybe one step away from being a Nazi. Okay. Uh, they're not. Yeah. But they're <laughs> like we they're alt right ish. Okay. And um, we are contractually obligated to work in a professional manner. It's not a colleague. Yeah. Um, but um, I learn a lot with them because I we speak a lot, and I mm-hmm. really actually kind of come to enjoy their talk because like we both actually listen to each other. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I'm, we, I think we keep coming, I keep coming to with this particular person who divides things up is like, of all the things that matter in your life, it's, it's, I was trying to explain it was, it comes down to three things, genders, race, your gender, your race, and your class. But in the reality of it all, your class is the biggest thing. Mm. Because if you're, uh, a white male, but you're poor, you're going to be less powerful than a True. woman of color who's wealthy. Like, but like, it's also like. Like Martin Luther King doesn't get uh, executed or uh, assassinated, rather, mm-hmm. until he starts talking about wealth and income inequality. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can take the poor people and divide them up and fight over race, then then the people with all of the money can just chill or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, it's just this constant thing that all comes down to class, except poor women when they're given birth. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, uh, you yeah. don't. You're just like a number. Yeah. How, there's a really sad documentary called "The Business of Being Born." Mm. that if you if you ever have a point in your life and you're gonna have kids watch that first and be like i'm doing a home birth <laughs> i i was thinking about it um well not thinking about it like it's gonna happen like I'm, the, if, I'm not pregnant guys yeah. i feel like That's i constantly okay. have to like people, people everyone all the, time. all the time poor tanya one time she um threw up like she just got sick oh yeah she like ran to the bathroom to throw up like I, a normal person i think she told me that yes like, oh my gosh she's pregnant she's like, guys true. i'm not pregnant well and she and, wasn't she was just sick and my thing with that and and while we're speaking on it very quickly it's important um 
a lot of women have miscarriages. Actually, I think yeah. we've talked about this as yeah, well. So like be out. mindful. And I get excited too. I see people that are in love and I'm just like, oh, you know, like I wonder. But at the same time, they may have tried to get pregnant yeah. and miscarried. And that is like one of the most yeah. heartbreaking things oh my God. for women. Three years so, of IVF. Be mindful of, exactly. Yeah. Or something like, oh, you think I'm having kids? And like, it was like, we did an IVF cycle and Victoria, you know, did all the, what is it, the, the insemination. And, like, uh, the first cycle didn't work. So, like, it's not a miscarriage. But it's, I, I relate to people, like, anytime you have to struggle to get your child here, it's, you're in this weird club. Well, and do you tell people? Do you not? Hard, and you the first to, couple months can't. anyways, exactly. And yeah, you don't tell anyone for the first three months. because Just je- regular standard. Never mind if you... And she... Yeah, I remember she was having... Yeah, we did like three having solid years of in vitro fertilization. Mm. Uh, everything, the injections, everything you could do. So, And, it, and we went to a point where we just got, we couldn't talk about it because it was like no one knew how to handle to talk about it. We, it makes sense. It's hard. It's hard. And I, I had it a lot easier, but she was working a job as she like sneezed. Oh my God, you're pregnant. And meanwhile, like, wait, thanks for bringing up the gut wrenching feeling that, that like, I'm struggling to do quietly. And some people they've been wanting to do that. And when you're with someone that you love, that's, and then as a woman, you feel like the pressure from like, not that you would ever put pressure on her or like that my no. husband would ever put pressure, but it's almost but like you need me to have our baby. You can't, yeah. you guys can't have the baby on your own. So it's kind of like this, I need to do this. And then Wonder the secondary thing to that, if I can't procreate, is he still going to want to be with me? Yeah, I'm sure that ran through it. That's a scary. I mean, we, that's one of the reasons you get married or you wouldn't marry someone who you that shouldn't you wouldn't marry want, that, yeah. that doesn't want to have kids. <laughs> you shouldn't. Because you I'm glad you corrected yourself because yeah. it's true. But you will um, get to, If you are married and you're happy and you want kids and they don't, you will get divorced. Because of, you it gets to a point. Yeah, the drive to have a child is unlike anything in this world. And true. people who don't want kids, good for you, don't have true. them. True. I respect people who don't want kids so much. I don't know why people give them shit. Yeah. I think it's the most beautiful thing. Because our society is on freaking autopilot of yeah. like everyone should think the same. Everything, yeah. Everyone should want the same things and want to move down to Florida and retire. And it's like, yeah. all right, guys, like... like Dude, Kids are great. But if you don't want one, it fucking sucks. <laughs> true. I love my daughter, true. but I'm happy to get away or, for a couple hours. True. <laughs> You're so funny. You're like, this isn't bad. But yeah, how is how is being a father? That's I'm like awesome. interviewing yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's great. I uh, love talking to people about children because um, I haven't. Definitely I'm, the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. All the cliches are true, and it's definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm sure. And the most rewarding. And the first year was awful, but not because of her. Yeah, because of other, other stuff. But yeah, it's great. I love it, and I also mm. hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, it's great. But you know, I I all right, I'm put it this way. I could see why people fucking hate this when they had kids at 16 or 23 when they didn't want to. See, so we had we were in our 30s. We had took it, we had a lot of opportunities you guys to are not have together, a child together. Yeah, yeah. we had spent stable maybe, jobs, yeah, ten thousand dollars medical bills, if not more, just to get her maybe more, just to with the IV. Yeah, insurance. That's with insurance because you got to pay ten percent of whatever. Ten thousand dollars. Like throughout the whole process? Oh, probably more, honestly. $10,000? That's just to get pregnant. Ten. Yeah. Pre- 
That's, I'm like, is like, anyone else listening oh, to this? That's, that's with health insurance. 10000 people take out loans to do this, so we got lucky and we have great family. Thousands 000? of dollars, pain, emotional pain. And I'm the man. Poor Victoria had to do all the physical stuff. She true, had to get true, true, the true. shots in her Good stomach, point. the shots in her back. I mean, she, the, uh, everything. So for, I, for us, I feel like we had a lot of opportunities to not do it. And um, so I feel like we appreciate it a lot more because of that. Like when yeah. I wake up and I'm tired and everything's miserable, I'm like, there's a re- and and there's like the other reality I'll have sometimes be like if I get annoyed or like there's a reality where I was gonna be a single dad like True. that we came close to so True. um it's okay to complain it's okay to be unhappy you gotta take care of yourself definitely but I'm always like we'll be grateful like I just saw like Ant Man and the Wasp which is like a Marvel movie last mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. and part of that like just the thought like oh like or Deadpool two there's a part about like losing his wife and it like hit me so hard I'm like that's gonna be me it's true so like uh, I think of yeah. that too I. And that's part of what drives me. Like, I should have died so many times. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. So I have died. Yeah. I Did you tell me that? Yeah, because I, I think you did. I was a baby, so like, I think I you remember, did. I think but, you like, did. Mortality is such a weird thing. And then, like, my mm. biggest fear was never in Philadelphia. It was, like, lose my wife. And then, like, to face True. that, to act. It well, actually and happened. had trauma with not even that, oh, but friends death. And and, yeah. So I can only imagine that like, must have been the last. You know when you have your biggest fear that it comes true? And then or it's like, here true. we are. Yeah, it's it's a weird experience, and that's why I needed someone to guide me through it. Mm. Like, my mom almost died from cancer a couple times. My grandmother almost I died from cancer. I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom had simultaneous breast and colon cancer when I first moved here. Wow. Yeah, she's still alive and well. So it's just, death has always been a weird thing. And then just, like, it's hard to get that close. It's just, it's, I still, like, I just saw it last night, so it's. But we'll talk about it now, which is healthier. That is good. But that, I know I'd love uh, to have you both on the show. Oh, that'd be awesome. And Anytime. baby Felicity. <laughs> yeah, she's so... We'll put her on the mic. She doesn't sit still. She's a... Uh, well, I don't want to say she's a miracle baby, but essentially... Yeah, she's a science baby. She is. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I can't wait till she's oh, old enough where yeah, you guys can... And she's developmentally hit all her spots, so <gasps> we did NICU yes. for eight days. She yes, I remember. incoming okay. nurses. Like, we had I remember you telling us. The whole thing, and now she's 16, almost 16, running around screaming, going, ah! <laughs> biting people and, and you're like okay being like yeah i guess anyone who has a kid with a disability or anything in your life that is supposed to go one way and it doesn't and you still have it mm. you're always a little more grateful like of i'm course. sure that you are too like you're of still here, right like that's what i'm saying time. i i definitely i am like and then i'm like whenever i feel like i'm wasting my life that's when i get mad at myself <laughs> i'm like there's many people that have died today and yesterday right. and on the day that you were supposed to pass away or all the crazy situations i put myself in back in the day in college and all the people I that i put around myself that you know they're addicted to drugs or they're incarcerated or or they've passed away and i'm just like your higher power or your path was to meet those people but not to take their path and so whenever I feel like I'm being lazy or I don't want to face something, I'm scared of, you know, correcting something in myself. Yeah. I'm just like, there's a reason. And I don't know. That's why well, I speak the way that I do. Statistically speaking, look, of, uh, look what happens to people in, our, in the United States of America who are born by, in, by zip code, by race, by whatever, whatever. Um, you're beating a lot of odds, so you should be very Definitely. proud of yourself. And I'll continue to, you know, do just so like and empower people. Just like you in black in America, you are already resisting and just like for sure. excelling. And then you probably get some like backlash within the own community because you're also like oh, definitely you get resentful people who are more successful. Oh, and they can keep resenting, and I'm like, you know what? But and and I'm gonna up. raise my children to also want 
I want them to do what they want to do. Yeah. I want them to reach for higher, like not even like for yeah. them to want to be a doctor. I want them to reach for like, what do you want to do? Because if you're doing what what is natural to you and you're going to make more than what a doctor makes. You're going to make triple what a doctor makes. Yeah. You're going to actually be happy and want to work a ton of hours because it's not work. The dream is work less, make more. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It feels great. It is. It It does. And then you're like, thank goodness I took that path and I didn't do the path that was easiest. Yeah. Thank goodness I didn't take the easy path that was just whatever. And then I would have been stagnant for another five, ten years. Someone in your family tree had to sacrifice a part of their life so we could be here. Definitely. If you know them or not. Oh, for sure. And I'm black. So you already know our story. (laughs) And (laughs) so you already know. And and I think of that, too, when there's memes out there. But it's like, you know, um, what my people sacrificed, I can't sit here and be like, oh, what does this person think about me and my success? Like, no, Fuck it's them. not about that. It's about my children and them being empowered and being like, that's my mom. Like, do you know my mom? Like, this is my yeah. mom. She's out here representing for people and advocating for people who can't advocate for themselves. Yeah. Like, that's what I want my, that's what I want my, I, I envision myself to have a daughter or that's what comes to me yeah. in my dreams is my warrior princess. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, so, and sons to, I think, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, we'll, we'll see, but um, uh, hopefully, you we know, all have I, a, hopefully I, yeah. I can, you know, bear children, yeah. you never know, but um so you know yeah. i i want them to be proud of me i want them to not just be like oh yeah she does this and she has a high-end position i want her to be like she's doing this and she's powerful not in the sense of having a lot of money maybe i will maybe i won't you will but she probably <laughs> but she is powerful in the sense of she is vindicated. She is yeah. focused. She is like, you cannot, when she walks into a room, I love Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I know. And I'm so glad they came she out does. with the Red Table Talk. I literally, in, in my household, when Jada Pinkett Smith comes on, it's it's quiet time. Like my husband puts mm-hmm. on his earbuds and he listens <laughs> to his, like, listen, no one, when Jada speaks, no one talks. Is she That's still, how it is still married her well? Yes. Open, oh. I think. Open, open marriage Ooh. and so um not to get too up topic but like this is similar to how i would like to raise my children um so sh- so she was with willow her mom and um magic johnson's son and magic johnson's wife and so um they were just talking about raising children that are millennials and you know both daughter and son are just very just they're radicals and they just say what they want to say and they shave their hair and then they do dreadlocks and then they like they're like i want to sing today and rap tomorrow and and they're talking about you know gender and that it's kind of this made-up thing which it is um and you know and they were in the way jada described it she's like i got a lot of backlash like you know, Jaden wore, uh, I forget what brand, but like wore a, a skirt in a photo shoot. Yeah. And everyone like full, like lost their shit. Like they, you know, and she was like, basically, I got to a point where I realized that I had to adjust to them. Not like they're telling her what to do, yeah. but like that they're going to be who they want to be and, and they're going to be their happiest self if they're being true to themselves. Yeah. And that I need to adjust to that. I'm not here to control them and to say, no, you're not allowed to wear a skirt in a, you know, and in, in, I mean, Will, when he lost shit, <laughs> she said, but um, as a man, you know, but 
um, that that's what I want to do. I wanna I wanna mold them to be them. I don't I don't want to be like no. You have to wear skirts. You have to wear pants. Yeah. You have to dress like this. You have to do this type of job. Like no, I want them to be happy because in my household, like I didn't have a choice to go to college. I was going to college. I didn't even yeah. know what I was going to college for. I had to go, and that's why you know I flunked out and I was like miserable and depressed, and I met the wrong people and made a lot of horrible decisions because I was living someone else's life. Yeah, and so that's why I get so fired up, you know, especially with the business of soul searching because I'm empowering people to make a change. I'm saying, hey, if you are not happy with your lifestyle, you can make a change. The only yeah. person holding you back is you. It's not mommy, daddy, your husband even. Like, I mean, maybe my husband wouldn't like me to shave my head, but guess what? If he loves me and I want to shave well, my let, head let tomorrow. Black Panther, let him be like, yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Mm, and they look, look fabulous. Good. And I guess who's and that's the thing like that. That's that's it. People will adjust to you. Yeah. People will adjust or they'll fall back. And did you need them in your life? No. Yeah. Obviously, if they don't want you happy, why are they in your life? Those women in Black Panther who are bald. They're beautiful. I so that, that's and that's not a creepy I, way. Just like I'm just talking exactly. about just the confidence and the beauty. Thank you. That movie was fucking amazing. I love. I, I love that loved movie it so much. I think I watched it twice. I that's, watched it with Kristen and I. I also it. like the fact that Michael B. Jordan, one of my favorite actors of all time. Yes. Uh, you actually kind of agree with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, is he a villain? The kill, the killmonger. Kill yeah, come on, Right. Yeah, and you're like, huh? That's he's got some good you. points. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. part of the end is like. Just make, just make sure what is, when he stabs him by the kind of sunlight, he's like, throw me in the ocean so my, my ancestors. Yes. I was like, oh my Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It was a great movie. It was so great. That's um, one of those movies where like when your children it. gets older, you're going to yeah. – that's one of those flashback movies you have to show them. That's a movie that like people who didn't know what a Marvel movie went to see because it was like – See, I, I had heard of it. About. Exactly. Black Panther. I didn't know the character. And what a great really. way to engage people, right? What a great a movie, movie. Of, of any movie, you know? It was just a good piece of art. It was. Like, besides the – I mean, I'm all for the social the social uh, ramifications of it definitely like my brother is not someone who's into that he doesn't care not yeah. he's against it doesn't care I guess. yeah yeah just but um indifferent. He, but he loved it because he's like it's just a good movie and I was like, yep. you know what i'll take it i'll just definitely take it. you watched it and in and your subconscious it. absorbed it like i'll take that you know but now his four-year-old son runs around the house with a, bl- a little white boy runs around with a wonder woman toy and a black panther toy because those are what he loves because that's what's popular see and He's not, my brother's not against it. He's totally for like, yeah, whatever you want to play with, whatever you want to yeah, play yeah, with. Yeah. But now like my little nephew, Betty's like, Chachala. See? <laughs> How cute is but that? But listen, and people, That's and this so is what people, important. this is so important is representation. For us, like I was saying earlier in the interview, we need to be invited. So like we need to see people that look like us doing things other than robbing, killing, yeah. being incarcerated, doing drugs, raping. We need we need positive images and we don't just need Oprah. Like I love Oprah. I love Michelle Obama. I love everyone that has come before me, but we need more. Yeah, yeah. And we Michelle's need we new. need it everywhere. Not just you know, not just because some people can't relate to Michelle Obama. Some people can't relate to me. Some people hate Oprah. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, like, whatever. You know, uh, <laughs> you're like, well, just... I, I, I do like her. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Michelle I'm Obama's not like, I'm not like, I, I don't bow down to anyone, but. But you need diversity you know. within, like, I think that's, that's like. That's what I'm saying. Some people don't understand the Beyonce phenomenon. Yeah. Because it's like, it's the first black dynasty in our 
Mm-hmm. Pol- it's like they're Kardashian. Like we don't have well, kings and queens yeah, in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. We have Kardashians and Jay Z and Beyonce. Exactly. Before that, it was yeah. uh, like Elizabeth Taylor. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. What did white people Yeah, do? Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I know what you mean. Oh, man. Um, so let's. I got I don't got to wrap it up. Yeah, of um, course. I can't believe it's almost 12. Yeah. I'm so. This is so much fun. I know. Um, I'm going to have to have um, you and your wife on the oh, show and, and maybe we could just talk about. We'll just talk about lots everything. of tears. Yes, <laughs> and snacks. And I, I don't mind crying. I'm like, I, I don't mind it. I feel like it's, it's good to, you know. She's but. become a big advocate of sharing her story now. Yeah, it that'd be great. Time. Like on Instagram, she finally like just posted about some. Was it Kate Spade dies or Bourdain? Um, Very recent. Both I know did. what you're talking about, but um, I forget her name. I know um, they both died around the same time, but she did. It the was whole, two weeks ago or something. Yeah, recently, she did the whole like, Insta story about like her battle with postpartum and no, mm. never suicidal or anything but she's like but i recognized the help waited a few more weeks and then i got it and it didn't go that far but like people who don't get the help a lot of people take their lives and we've a we've lot. seen and we've had people at our you know facility yeah, friends and, and i've had family members yeah definitely clients, uh, it's real people postpartum is real and don't let people tell you that it's not no so uh, where could people find you online Yes, yeah, so um, Facebook-wise, you can find me on my personal page, Erin Alexander Edwards, and um, I also have a, a podcast page, The Business of Soul Searching, um, and Instagram is Business of Soul, and I am, like I said, I'm doing a radio show. I'm trying to configure how I'm going to jump back into the uh, podcast world because I do miss it. I miss interviews like this because it's just different. It's just a different vibe. Um, But I also model as well. So I'm trying to balance all of those things. But advocacy is is what wakes me up in the morning and puts me to sleep at night. So um, I will I want you guys to to definitely outreach me if you're like, hey, I want to. Um, I'm interested in in featuring you or um, am I a good fit for your show uh, type of thing or if you have questions about any of the things that we talked about because we talked about a lot of a lot of different things that aren't talked about Um, you know let me know I'm sure one of us can can get you to a resource a a professional that can educate you um, and and yeah. Thank you all for listening. And the one thing I forgot to say earlier is oh, your please. sister is an amazing artist, by the way. Oh, yes. I follow her Michelle. on Instagram. She is. You know, you tell people is. like, like, I'm an artist, Jackie, whatever. But I followed her on Instagram. You follow and, her? And That's I forgot awesome. it was your sister at one point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I call her my sister, but she's like my best because we look alike. Yeah. But she's oh, not my real sister. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But, but she's still, my, phenomenal. She's my, my heartbeat. That's her. My love. Her art is like just straight up beautiful. Like, mm. I look at it. I'm like. I was like, how do I know this person? Exactly. Oh, she's local, but her art is amazing. <laughs> so funny. So if you tell her that. Yeah. Oh, I know will. Her, is that always a good feeling? Like someone you don't know is out there who likes your shit is a good feeling. Definitely. I'll let her know just to keep that that battery recharged in her back. It's because beautiful. It's, it gets hard sometimes. You feel like you're just doing it and no one's Instagram listening. Instagram likes don't mean shit. <laughs> exactly. They're not, and they're not sales or listens. No. And so, I'll have to buy some more um, stuff now. But yes, yes. That's I will pass it along, awesome. connect you guys. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> well, hi there, everybody. This is Damien speaking to you from the Damien Riley Podcast. 
I'm based out of Victorville, California, about two hours from Vegas, Disneyland, Los Angeles, and Hollywood. I've been podcasting for a while now and have built a show that I hope entertains and maybe gets you thinking. The film as medium is so powerful. I review the films that you know and love and some you may be curious about. In each episode, I explore, quote, what makes this film work? I hope you subscribe to my podcast. The website is www.thedamianreillypodcast.com and you can find me at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much any place podcasts are served up. Well, that's the end of the introduction to my show. I hope you can make it, and I will see you next time.